Dogs. I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you're on the air with Power Squared. This week we're not going to talk about Power Squared. We're going to talk about Christmas. Yes. It's time of the. It's tis the time of the season to talk about uh, Christmas movies and Christmas movies on Trophy Unlocked. Our I always say our sister blog, but you started that before we started doing Power Squared. Yes. So tell us about a little bit about Trophy Unlocked. Uh. Well, I started it over a decade ago mm-hmm. um, because I wanted to, uh, as uh, I was into review, really into reviews at the time, and so I wanted to do my own. So I made the blog, and then I made a bunch of I made a bunch of posts that obviously I don't like anymore because I think I'm a better writer now. Yeah. But uh, I've uh, yeah, I think I've gotten better at it and eventually developed my own style of it. Uh, the point was to uh, talk about movies and video games, and it didn't matter uh, what genre or time period it was. Right, and then Trevor was writing for you, and then you had I started writing for you as well. Yeah, and this we now you have over fourteen hundred. Yeah, going working towards fifteen hundred. Yes. And uh, posts, reviews. Yeah. And um, every year at, I guess, around Halloween, we do Halloween horror films or Halloween movies. And then yeah. around Christmas, we do Christmas films. Yes. And uh, a few years ago, we started doing it where uh, during Batman month, we put up Batman. Batman. Right. All right. So um, let's talk about what is, before we get talk about what's on the blog, what, like, what's a favorite Christmas movie of yours? Uh, uh, and you have more than one if you great hard for me to uh, think about it on the spot <laughs> um, I'm not uh, that was a hard question to answer because a lot of them are good um, yeah. is it one you like to see every year or every other year or? um well, obviously one of them is, uh, why not obvious, maybe, uh, one of them is, I guess, It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, that always makes me cry, even though I've seen it like about 30 times, every time I watch it, I get a little teary. Yeah, that one's a classic. Yeah. Um, there are, one I don't remember the name of. Okay. Uh, where, uh, they're in a... <sighs> where that's uh, some it, someone's away from the home, so people uh-huh. live in it, and then the oh, uh, happened on Fifth Avenue. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's really good. Yeah, yeah uh, that was kind of a, a surprise that we like it that much. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, that's that's a pretty good movie. Yeah. Uh, happened on Fifth Avenue. Uh, and another one I like is uh, Shop Around the Corner. Yeah. Okay. So now you're taking my. <laughs> my films I like those I also kind of like um, uh, The Bishop's Wife uh, Cary Grant really doesn't make a bad movie um, and there's some special effects that could be a lot better in the movie but you know for the time period it's pretty good yeah that's heartwarming kind of story yeah there's a lot of uh, I mean Christmas has become kind of a commodity with films I mean the Hallmark Channel must crank out 30 a year or yeah. something. <laughs> um, and not, you know, 
and then we've we've seen that you know like we were talking about uh, uh, was it snow globe and snow globe Christmas yeah. kind of like the same <laughs> plot you know uh, they just sort of kind of cookie cutter them out so but um, so I thought we'd talk a little bit about the movies that are on that we've already reviewed and talk about the movies we're going to review yeah or, or actually have reviewed and will be up on the blog uh, later this month yeah so the first Christmas movie we did review was The Bishop's Wife yeah and I think we and then shop around the corner and it's a wonderful life you can <laughs> top four there uh arthur christmas oh yeah that one's also really good um that's from uh, the same people that did Wallace and Gromit. uh i don't know why i keep thinking it's that kind of a movie uh well i know sony put it up yeah okay well all right, and then uh, we yeah, also. I think I was Ardman. We also, uh, if a movie takes place at Christmas or yeah. has something significant about it, so one of the movies on our Christmas list is Three Days of the Condor, because <laughs> 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 that also takes place around Christmas. I think uh, one year we did a bunch of Christmas adjacent. Right, <laughs> uh, Lady and the Tramp. There's some Christmas in there. Yeah, uh, and of course last year our debate was: is Die Hard a Christmas movie? Yeah, and we decided that yes, it is a Christmas, movie. <laughs> and which also means that Die Hard Two, which yes. takes place at Christmas, is a Christmas movie as well. Yes, uh, and then Red, because some part of that takes place at the beginning of I think at the beginning takes place around Christmas. Yeah, yeah, it starts at Christmas. And so that was sort of our Bruce Bruce Willis trilogy of, <laughs> of uh, Christmas movies. Um, we've also done. Rise of the Guardians. Uh, yeah, it's. I should probably give that movie another shot at some point. Yeah, but isn't that? Yeah. It's kind of like the same idea of uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, isn't it? Where there's different yeah. kind of people running the holidays. Yeah. Yeah, it is that same idea. Where it's it Rise of the Guardians, uh, you see like the you see a bunch of uh, characters from uh, representative of the different holidays. Right. Like, uh, I believe Santa is in there. Right. Yeah, I think that's why it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady in the Lake is a uh, film noir. Uh, Robert Montgomery directed it, and it's all, uh, it takes place at Christmas time. Yes. So it qualifies. And it's, uh, it's a all first person, so you see everything from his point of view. Yeah. Which is kind of an interesting technique, and it gets a little, like, hard you know when he kisses a girl it's in her lips go, you know it's a little weird sometimes yeah but it's i think it's a pretty good story at least i've forgotten confirmation that arthur christmas is indeed ardent all right good for <laughs> me uh things to come it's a hg wells story that starts at christmas so it became a christmas movie on yeah. our list uh, it's a little bit about kind of this future idea of how the world will get effed up, <laughs> which, you know, always happens. Um, my favorite wife, again, um, Cary Grant, uh, Irene Dunn, uh, and it takes place, some of it, it, the end of the film takes place at Christmas time. Yeah. And we see him, you know, dressed up as Santa towards the end. Um, the Man Who Came to Dinner, remember that? Kind of. Kind of a pompous radio personality comes to a small town and yeah. uh, gets 
injured and so he's laid up and he stays way past the fact he's healed <laughs> yeah. and Christmas comes in he gets like you know does he get like uh, octopus for Christmas yeah. And, yeah a bunch of stuff and Jimmy Durante comes to visit him and as as a character not Jimmy Durante right <laughs> and it's got Betty Davis Nan Sheridan and uh, Monty Woolley who is also in The Bishop's Wife yeah. as well uh, for a guy that you would think of as Mr. Christmas, he's in a couple of big classics. Uh, Bachelor Mother. I'm not sure I remember that one. Uh, it's kind of a uh, it's Ginger Rogers who I, I think is great. Um, it's a little kind of wonky story. I mean, it's this uh, uh, shop girl. Um, somebody leaves her a baby and so everybody assumes it's hers even though they've never seen her be pregnant or anything right and so that's how scandalous a single woman in the 30s having a baby is and uh that uh her boss david nivens and her father who runs his father who runs the store sort of uh kind of take her in and act like the kid is you know the his father assumes the kid is his for whatever reason it's kind of a little yeah not the best plot, but they, you know they were cranking them out, and it's kind of famous in its way. Um, remember the night? I'm not sure I remember that one. Okay, uh, it's, <laughs> ironically, it is. Yeah, um, it's Barbara Stanwyck and um, I can't remember his name. Fred McMurray, sorry, uh, who were actually in uh, Double Indemnity together. Right. This is them in a Christmas movie together. Uh, she is a uh, kind of a small-time thief in New York who uh, he and he's a district attorney uh, trying to uh, put her in jail for shoplifting and he takes pity on her and he's going back to his home in Indiana I think and so he takes her he bails her out and takes her with him and they sort of develop sort of a relationship and her his family's very loving towards her and right. and then he has to go back and then I he, I think he gets her out of jail at the end. Uh, there is a Christmas story. Yes, that which, one uh, comes up a lot. I think, you could uh, probably turn right now and watch it on TBS. I bet it's on. Yeah, TBS has <laughs> had 24-hour marathons of that. Yeah. Uh, it's, a, it's a good movie. Uh, yeah. I don't know that I'd watch a 24-hour marathon. <laughs> no. it's kind of, Yeah, I, it's it's fun to watch once or twice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, it's it's okay. I, it's not one of my favorite. Maybe it's a little uh, overexposed. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. And they've made there was a sequel made, and now there's another kind of revisiting movie. Yeah. Without, you know, they have to have three. Uh, you just have one. Yeah. Oh, it's a classic. Let's make a second. Uh, it happened on Fifth Avenue. We were talking we're about that. About, yeah. Which is really a lot of fun, and if you've never seen it, you should watch it. It's really good. Uh, Holiday is uh, Catherine Hepburn and Cary Grant again. It takes place kind of around the holidays. I think almost more like New Year's than Christmas, but it's on our Christmas list. Yeah. Um, he's sort of, uh, I think he's there with one sister and ends up with the other sister and because they, they have a lot in common and they're free spirits and all that kind of stuff. It's kind of weird that at the time, I want to say it was probably in the, 1938 
sort of during the depression he's sort of like why should i work i should just blow you know there's a little the attitude he had was a little off left of center but, yeah uh it's you know enjoyable film uh, then there's Roadblock, of course, everyone's favorite. Now it <laughs> takes place at uh, it takes place at Christmas. It's a film noir. Um, there are several, so we were, we were pretty broad. It wasn't. I don't think we have any like really totally religious films in here. No. But we're, you know, we're if it takes place at Christmas, it's a Christmas film, and so this is a. Oh, it's sort of the purpose of the blog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now we get into. Um, a bazillion versions of yes uh, this book A Christmas Carol uh, by Charles Dickens is responsible for a ton of movies and they're still they're still doing it I mean yeah. uh, there's the thing on Apple with Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds that's sort of a takeoff on this again like Scrooged yeah um, so We've watched a lot of the movies and reviewed yeah. them all, and sometimes they're surprise, surprise, very similar plots. Yes. So the actually, if you watch, uh, if you watch a lot of uh, versions of that movie in a row, you will memorize uh, almost all the dialogue. <laughs> yeah, and it's hard not to have sort of there are certain uh, things you have to have in the movie. Yeah certain things they have to say and certain times they have to say them or it just doesn't work like the increasing the surplus population right. <laughs> and that's again right out of the book yeah so this book is sort of a roadmap and i was thinking about uh like if you rewrite a book like this as a movie you're, you're not, unless you really f it up you're not doing too much <laughs> screenwriting because yeah. basically it kind of has a lot of good stuff in it already so yeah. christmas girl 1938 and a Christmas Carol, uh, 1951. It's also known as Scrooge. Then there we did uh, Mr. Magoo's Christmas Carol, which is the Christmas Carol with Mr. Magoo and songs. Yes, uh, uh, framed as a stage production. Right. Which is an interesting take on it. And that was a TV special, so we, we do occasionally yeah. fare over into television. Uh, then there TV was TV movie equals movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then there was a uh, a Christmas Carol with um, George C. Scott, which again, it's pretty pretty well done. I mean, again, they're all the basically the same story unless you really mess it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then we <laughs> um, Lethal Weapon. Now, if you remember the movie, there's a scene where it takes place at a uh, Christmas tree lot. Yeah. So, qualifies Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and the same with Running Scared. Um, you might not think of that. It takes place in the winter, and there's one scene in this big office complex where they have a giant Christmas tree. Yeah. So, Christmas movie. Yeah. Really minimal requirements. Let me go back to another rendition of this book, Scrooge. Yeah. And we haven't, we haven't even done, like, the Bill Murray... Yeah, version of it, which is you know try to make fun of it. Oh, yeah, fun fact: Christmas Carol has never gone out of print. Right. Yeah, and it's not a bad book. I read it, and it's yeah. not. It doesn't take like weeks and weeks. It's not like Harry Potter. <laughs> you can read that pretty quickly. Um, it's it's a, you know, you kind of like you'll be very familiar when you read it. Go, oh yeah, okay, this is what happened. But I think it's slightly different. I think the uh, the ghosts are over three nights as opposed to all three in one night. But yeah. you, that'd be harder to do in a movie. 
Uh, Miracle on 34th Street. Surprisingly yeah. good. Yeah, that was actually pretty good. Uh, I guess you could say because we finally saw it, we came around to it. <laughs> right. It, it starts out at Thanksgiving with yeah. the Macy's Parade and ends up at Christmas. And it's it's yeah. not a bad movie. I, I really... Yeah. I wouldn't mind watching that again at some point. All right. And we might. Um... The next one was A Tale of Gloucester. Yeah, The Tale of Gloucester. Um, so was, the book was originally published in uh, 1903. Uh -huh. uh, it's Beatrix Potter's third uh, Tales book and is also her personal favorite. Right. And it, and it was, uh, again, it was a TV uh, production, I think, for the, I want to say for the BBC or some something. Yeah. yeah, it was a BBC production. And we... Enjoyed that. Yes. Uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. That one's a classic. And this is not the um, uh, Ron Howard retelling of it, but it's actually the original. Or the Illumination version. Right. This, <laughs> this is the uh, Boris Karloff yeah. television version from the 60s. So, yeah. Traditionally animated version. Right. And yeah, and it's it's very memorable. And it, it, But it's like... It was good for what it was, and they had it stretched out, I assume, to make a motion picture out of it. And yeah. Why? There's uh, certain movies, why remake why remake stuff? Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't, you know, sometimes it, it, it's just good as it is. As we go through this list, I, uh, I guess I keep answering the question at the beginning, like, favorite ones, How to Grand Stall Christmas is one I like to watch. Okay. Um... Laurel and Hardy, Babes in Toyland, also known as the March of the Wooden Soldiers. Yes. Um, this was sort of unique is that it was, uh, I want to say a television station or somebody, like, ended up owning the rights to it, so it was, it was harder and harder to f see. But uh, it's not my favorite Laurel and Hardy film. Right. You know, it's a little... And I want to say the, the girl from uh, the 30s Alice in Wonderland's in it. Yeah. Yeah. So they can't all be winners. <laughs> yeah, you know it's it's a it's a classic of its own, but it's just it's not my favorite of their movies. Like not one we'd uh, jump in and watch again. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's not one of those. Oh, it's, okay, it's that one. Yeah, <laughs> flip, flip, flip. Um, the Santa Claus, the first one. Yeah, uh, I, know I saw that a lot as a kid. Yeah, uh, I still really like it. Yeah, it's it's fun. And but the, now they're doing a f series. Yeah. Okay. So they did first movie, then they did the second one, and the third one. And they're doing now on Disney Plus. They have a mini series that's uh, kind of a fourth entry. Yeah. It's sort of you know the idea of it used to be you did a movie and you do a sequel and then now you have to do a trilogy. Yeah. And then you, now you wait twenty years and do some more with it. So. Yeah. I I don't I personally don't mind rewatching Santa Claus. I don't mind the Santa Claus. I don't mind the Santa Claus. It's just the idea that, you know, just come up with something new. Yeah. Uh, Deadpool. Once Upon a Deadpool. Right. Which is a PG-13 uh, re-edit of Deadpool 2 with new footage uh, with uh, Fred Savage. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And it uses the uh, framing device from uh, Princess Bride. Right. And that's Christmas how? Uh, because the framing device is Christmas. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, 
I personally think Once Upon a Deadpool is worth watching, even if you've seen uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and maybe uh, Super Duper Cut. Um, which we all have. Yeah, um, yeah it's a little weird now because Fred Savage got sort of into trouble. Right. But, yeah. By the time we saw it, it was really funny. Yeah, by the time. He <laughs> had not done what he did. Yeah. Uh, then there is the man who invented Christmas, the guy who wrote this book, a movie about Charles Dickens. And We're going to hold this book up a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was actually pretty good. It yeah. was a very enjoyable movie, and you kind of get the sense of him trying to, the creative process he was going through and talking to the characters. And if you're a writer, you've done this before. Yeah. You've had these conversations with your own characters and stuff. And so it, it's a very well done movie, I thought. Uh, then we have another film noir cover up. Okay. Uh, no, and it, it's I don't, it, I don't know. It, uh, <laughs> watched a lot of film. Noir. Yeah, there's a. It's about a guy that got, he's investigating. A, there's a murder in town of some well well to do guy, well liked guy, and, or supposedly well liked guy, and you find out who actually killed him. And it takes place at Christmas. So it counts. Yeah. Uh, holiday affair. Yeah, Robert Mitchum and uh, uh, Janet Lee. Um, it's uh, and of course there's Wendell Corey, who plays uh, you know Milk Toast by comparison to uh, Robert Mitchum. Uh, it's about a she's a price uh, shopper. Yeah, and she gets uh, he's a salesman at I want to say Macy's. I may be wrong at the time, uh, and she gets him fired and. Her, he gets to the son a train set that he wanted, and oh yeah, uh, yeah, and they ended up, you know, the, the cute little device at the end where they're on a train and then they're actually in a train track, kind yeah. of like a kid's train set. Cute, cute, cute. But it's not actually it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah, no, now I remember it, it was good. Yeah. Okay, the big bad fox. Uh, one of the segments. And other tales. And other tales. <laughs> and one of the other tales is about Christmas. Yeah. And that's, is this the French uh, French production? Yeah. And it's and actually all, th all the tales are pretty good, actually. It was, yeah. It's quite enjoyable, but the Christmas, we have to make it Christmas. Yeah. Uh, uh, one thing about uh, Big Bad Fox, I'll say, while we're, well, before we move on, is uh, we watched the English dub. Yes. And uh, what we liked was that uh, they still had... Uh, even though it was dubbed into English, the it still had a European flavor to it mm -hmm. uh, because the voice actors were like English, and they still used uh, some French uh, expressions. Yeah. Okay. And uh, honorifics. Okay. Uh, then there's the last picture show again. Christmas all over that, but there's a a big. Big se segment of the film that takes place at Christmas. Yeah, so we included that. Kind of, uh, you know, a lot of good acting in it, but not necessarily my favorite. Let's watch it again. Yeah. Okay, so if you think all those movies, there's a silent version of a Christmas Carol that we also reviewed, and it sort of, uh, as you would imagine, sort of speed runs the story. Yeah. Uh, and I forgot what year it's taken, made in 1919, no, 1910 <laughs> by the uh, Edison Company. So you can you can imagine it's very early uh, 
take on the film. Yeah. Take on the story. It was basically uh, Scrooge, Redemption, uh, Speed Run World Record. <laughs> yes, very quick, very done. Uh, then, of course, everyone's favorite favorite Christmas film, The Thin Man, uh, mostly because that does take place, there's part of it takes place at Christmas. Yeah. I think the dinner is a Christmas or a holiday dinner. So, it qualifies. Then there is uh, 8-Bit Christmas. Yeah, uh, that came out like... Like a year or two ago. Yeah. Uh, well, it came out during COVID. Right. Um, that one was actually uh, pretty good. We hadn't... We just kind of took a chance on it. Uh-huh. And we ended up liking it. Right. Uh, I would... It's kind of uh, an updated take on uh, Christmas Story. Okay. In a sense. Yeah. Okay. I can um, see that. Kind of family and memory and all that. Yeah. But uh, it, it was, a, it was a, I guess, more relatable to more of our generation because mm. it involved uh, getting the NES. Right. Right. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> right. That was a whole sequence about that. Yeah. So there was uh, stuff in there that felt more relatable for, uh, again, like, Millennials. Right, right, yeah. I can see um, that. Um and uh it was uh I would consider it uh, potentially a modern classic. All right. Uh, I could definitely see uh someone I could definitely see rewatching that at some point. And that is currently on HBO Max, which will be changing names or something. Yeah. At some point. Max Plus or Or just Max. We'll see. I think it'd be fun if they just came out with just plus. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but Christmas, I would definitely recommend it. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the the Man in Black, um, Batman, yeah. uh, Batman Returns. Yeah. Uh, that actually has, uh, a, it's in and around Christmas and the lighting of the tree and all that stuff. I'm saying the Dark Knight as in the nickname for Batman, not the movie The Dark. <laughs> right. So it's Batman Returns. That was a little... Um, you know, with the the penguin actually, uh, it was a little. Yeah, how the first movie was, you know, the first uh, Tim Burton Batman was Tim Burton. This one's even more Tim Burton. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I guess that's the only way I could think of. Okay. <laughs> Again, not my uh, uh, favorite version of Batman. I, I I really like Batman animated stuff way more than the live, live action. action. Yeah. yeah. Okay, the Holly. Even the animated version of the live action stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Holly and the Ivy. Everyone's. It's a British film. It's about a family dealing with a lot of issues at Christmas time. The father is a pastor. Yeah. Um, and uh, it's just all the kids are grown, coming back home, and they're all sort of. There's a lot of uh, inter you know interfamily kind of yeah going back and forth. It's drama. Yeah. At Christmas time. Uh, Little Women, we did the 1933 version. I think like every decade there's another version of Little Women. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Because uh, I know there's a 40s version. I know they did one probably in the, you know, the 2000s. There's a version of it. And so it just yeah. it's one of those go back and let's do that again. And they usually come out around Christmas time. And uh, Christmas is in there. Yeah, I think I've read with Little Women. Uh, an interesting thing about adaptations is that even though it's the same uh, story, it's the same setting and story, mm -hmm. 
certain uh, aspects of it reflect the time it was made. Yeah, and uh, which is probably true. And it's actually, I mean, I remember being a kid and Little Wound was one of the books you could read, and I was like, oh, this sounds dull as dishwater. But <laughs> it's actually, it's a, it's a very intriguing story. It's really good. Yeah. And so maybe someday I'll read the book, but recommend Little Women. Again, we did the 33, but there's one for every decade. Yeah. So we're, that was kind of the end of what we've done so far, but we've actually done one this year, Gardens of the Galaxy. Yeah, the holiday, holiday special, special. Which is the end of Phase 4? Yes, the uh, last uh, entry in the MCU Phase 4. Which and... Was- what? Which would be a TV thing. Yeah. Yeah. Because you have the it's movies and fil- uh, television. Yeah. But we counted it because it was a Christmas special. Right. And uh, we actually liked it, I think. Yeah, it was right. I liked it. That was good. Um, it was one of the few things I actually liked from Phase 4. <laughs> uh, and this was shot while they were making Guardians of the Galaxy Part 3. Yeah. And that's before James Gunn went over and effed up DC. But that's another tale for another day. Well, he, well, he, the Suicide Squad, he improved DC. <laughs> yeah. But I, mean, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. It, that, that's, that's a messed up thing over there. Maybe yeah. you kind of figure that out. Uh, so that was, that was the first one. Uh, coming up this Saturday, tomorrow, if you're watching this live, and probably nobody is, uh, is uh, Big Business, yes. which is a Laurel Hardy, and they're doing something kind of weird. They go door-to-door selling trees. Yeah. Which is, you kind of get the... Classic uh, Laurel and Hardy. <laughs> it's sort of like one of those, it's hard to relate to now that people don't go door-to-door selling trees. Yeah. And uh, I remember there was a, it's reminding me of one of the uh, MST3K shorts they did was a guy who would go door-to-door selling cars. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> you know, I don't open the door now. I can imagine, oh, yeah, I'll sure, buy a car from you. But uh, it's about door-to-door sales. Uh, and then I think this is the one where they uh, destroy a house, and it's the wrong house, supposedly. They, <laughs> they had rented a house to, to destroy, and they went to the wrong address. And Yeah. Yeah. That at least is the story that makes it fun uh and then we're doing um home alone yes uh the 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 bad parenting film of all time (laughs) (laughs) um yeah home alone uh that was i i forgot if like we had seen it but we were too young to actually like remember it and then we saw it later or we saw it for the first time but i think it was the first uh, time i'd seen it when yeah. we saw it um i think we didn't, i ended up actually liking it uh maybe not as much as other people right but uh, i still it was still kind of fun enough, um, to, enough to see it th- they did three i think two more sequels didn't they at least yeah i think they're on six actually oh, okay um on disney plus they put out a sixth one Let's beat this to death. Um, and at some point, there's a different kid. Yeah, well, they have to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think even in the original trilogy, they wasn't yeah. always a uh, really Culkin. Yeah, forty-year-old. Uh, uh, I'm coming. <laughs> um, but I can see why other people would 
At the time, it was kind of fun. Yeah. And uh, Chris Columbus directed that one. Right. Uh, so there's also a mild Harry Potter vibe in there with at least the intro because of he also collaborated with John Williams. Right. Yeah. Just like he did with the first two Harry Potter movies. John Williams. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> I don't know if you, you ever saw there was uh, the uh, SCTV would have these... Uh, the Schmingy brothers, I think, were, and they were like this I'm, Oompa. I'm just going to have to believe they, you. <laughs> they had this, uh, I forgot the, the, the culture they were supposed to represent, some you know, European thing, and you know they would put a hat on the tree yeah. as the topper, and it was, uh, and uh, it was like, they always would talk, John Williams seemed like it's a big deal for him. Yeah. Sorry, that got off. Uh, and then the, we're also going to put up on Christmas Eve. The Star in the Night, which is a kind of another retelling of the Christmas, the Christmas story, not a Christmas story. Yeah, but the uh, the uh, you know birth of Christ and all that. Yeah, which is what Christmas is really all about. <laughs> uh, we kind of lose track of that. Anyway, so those and then we have plenty more. We were just going over the the movies that we've already reviewed that are Christmas related. And yeah, I think we're good for like you know probably gonna be twenty twenty five before we're like oh, <laughs> need to review something new, but. Um, anyway, that's sort of a look at uh, the blog. Yeah. Now, the blog is also having an anniversary on the 18th. Yes. And do you want to give us a sneak peek of what you're going to review? And yeah, this right. is, what yeah. year is this? The 11th, 12th, or? Oh, yeah, you can look right on the thing. Uh, not quite. Um, oh, 2014. All right, so this would be the uh, it was twelfth, no, yeah, yeah, twelfth anniversary. Okay. Um, so for this year, uh, last last year I did uh, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, mm -hmm. um, because that was a huge title, and it was also it also ended up being relevant at the time because of the terrible uh, remaster, um. In all the error quotes possible. Okay. Um, so I didn't, but I didn't think I had to do anything as big this time. Right. Uh, so this year I decided to look at uh, Kane and Lynch 2 Dog Days. Okay. Now I haven't played the original Kane and Lynch, uh, subtitled Dead Men, uh, but I got the impression you didn't need to, to play Kane and Lynch 2. Uh, there are a couple reasons I picked Kane and Lynch too. One, um, I'm aware that the uh, gameplay is—I can actually say from playing it—the uh, gameplay isn't anything to write home about. Okay. Uh, but the story, um, there isn't much of a story, but it's still uh, interesting how it shows uh, realistic consequences for realistic violence. Okay. And. Uh, it's also interesting how it just kind of es everything escalates out of control. Mm -hmm. uh, but what really uh, motivated uh, us to Trevor and I to want to play it is uh, the very unique presentation, uh, which uh, looks like it was it looks like it was uh, shot and edited with a handheld camera. Oh, okay. Um, now I we were, at the time that the game came out, uh, that was people docked 
that was a point against the game, but uh, we always actually thought that looked very interesting and unique. So it stood out and was like, that actually looks interesting. Okay. Um, so that's uh, one reason. The other reason is because uh, a few weeks ago I got uh, Gamer's Thumb. Mm-hmm. Or I had never experienced that before despite uh, gaming for hours and hours, uh, for days in a row, for like better, probably at least 20 years. Right. Yeah. Um, so. Ever since you got the PS2. Two. Yeah. Um, anyway, despite uh, gaming for so long, I actually f- got it. Uh, so that limited mo- what I could play. Um, and Kingdom Hearts 2 is only four hours long and is structured in a way that uh, you can theoretically play it in bursts. Okay. Uh, so I've been able to handle playing it for like 20 ish minutes at a time. Uh, at the time I'm recording this, I'm almost done with it. Um, but anyway, it's short length, uh, is something that I thought I could handle. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, after that, I was gonna, like, not play a console game until I was better. Okay. Um, so, and this, the first, for people that don't know, what was the first thing you reviewed? Uh, Tron Legacy. And uh, that first review is probably the worst one I've ever written, or one of the worst, because I was new to it. Yeah, but you've, re- you've re-reviewed it. Yeah, and actually for the uh, one, or the 1,000th, I re-reviewed it, and I think that uh, review, if you look at that review against the first time I looked at it, uh, you'll see a jarring uh, change in my writing ability. Yeah, I'm, I'm very impressed. I mean, the, the blog uh, gets like over 100 hits a day usually. Yeah. So you've, hit, you've done something good. <laughs> all right. So I think that is about all. For the, oh, wait, one more thing. How would people find Trophy Unlocked? Trophyunlocked.blogspot.com. And it's also a link on our website under media and other media, I think, is there's a link to it right. as well. So you, no, no excuse not to find it. All right. So, until next week, I'm David Hankins. I'm Paul Hankins. And you've been on the air with Power Squared.